Community of Hope, I'm excited about this Palm Sunday, the Sunday in which we commemorate uh, Jesus' triumphal entry and this Holy Week that is coming up as we are finding our way and pushing our way through Easter. Uh, that you know it's been some kind of a Lenten season, one of the more unique Lenten seasons that we have faced in my lifetime. Uh, but I am grateful to God for all of you and how you've been on the prayer calls and how you've been getting connected. And I believe that God's got a blessing for us in this season. So if you would join me, I, I want to, because it's been such a very different season, I want to go to a different place in Scripture um, on this Sunday morning as we deal with Palm Sunday. I've got two places in Scripture, uh, but one um, is 1 Samuel, the 10th chapter, the 19th verse. 1 Samuel, the 10th chapter, the 19th verse. It reads as us, uh, but you have now rejected your God who saves you out of all your calamities and distresses, and you have said, no, set a king over us. So now present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and clans. When Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel near, the, tribes of ben the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. Then he brought forward the tribe of Benjamin, clan by clan, and Matri's clan was chosen. Finally, Saul, son of Kish, was chosen. But when they looked for him, he was not to be found. So they inquired further of the Lord, has the man come here yet? And the Lord said, yes, he has hidden himself among the baggage. They ran and brought him out, and as he stood among the people, he was a head taller than any of the others. Samuel said to all the people, Do you see the man the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him among all the people. Then the people shouted, Long live the king. Also, communal for bias, you will go with me to Luke, the 19th chapter. Luke, the 19th chapter. Looking at the 35th verse, Luke 19:35. They're talking about a colt they had untied. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices, for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. My brothers and my sisters, I ask you to join me in a word of prayer. I want to share on the sermon subject this morning, this Palm Sunday, you've got royalty inside your DNA. You've got royalty inside your DNA. Come on, let us pray. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you. Grateful, God, for your hand. Grateful, God, for this moment. Now, God, I ask, God, that you would settle me, that you would give me the words to say, the strength to say it, and the power, God, to communicate it. Save somebody's soul, God. Heal somebody. Deliver somebody. God, you get the glory out of all of this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. You've got royalty inside your DNA. You know, it's an interesting thing, but I often think about this thing, royalty, especially as it connects to Scripture. And what it means, I mean, I've learned ever since Sunday school about the fact that there is something significant, something special about believers. That as believers, that we are joint heirs with Christ. You used to say it in Sunday school, they said, that what? You're a king's kid. 
a royal priesthood, that, that in the midst of it all, that, that you have the same inheritance as Jesus. And here you have Jesus on this Palm Sunday going into Jerusalem and everyone saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the king of the Jews. They are saying that Jesus is their long lost king, this king they've been praying for, this Messiah, this conquering king that shall come and, and once again take the children of Israel um, out of the subjugation and out of the oppression of the Roman Empire. It's an interesting kind of a moment. They've seen Jesus heal most recently they saw him raise Lazarus from the dead. And so now they have come to celebrate Jesus as king. And in the midst of all of that, I've come with the audacity as I've come through scripture to tell you, you've got royalty inside your DNA. That's right, inside of you. That's right, inside of you, uh, there is a king, there is a queen that is waiting to emerge on the world stage. Inside of you, there's royalty. Inside of you, uh, there's a joint heir with Christ. You've got royalty inside your DNA. Uh, but, but I know it may be hard for me to help explain this royalty to you uh, just by connecting you to Jesus. So if you will allow me, I'd like to go not just to Jesus as the king, uh, but I would, the king of the Jews, but I would like to go back to the first king of Israel. That's right, uh, that Jesus is considered to be the king of the children of Israel. Uh, but I want to take you back to the first king, King Saul. Now, many of you all know a couple of weeks ago, I preached about King Saul and I preached about uh, that unique moment when Saul was sitting there and he was looking for his father's donkeys, looking for his father's, I'm sorry, his father's goats and, and he's looking for his father's livestock and in the midst of it all, uh, they're lost and he ends up bumping into his destiny. And I believe that this sermon is for those uh, who are striving for greatness, but also those who greatness is striving for you. Uh, I believe that this sermon is for those who find they've got an itch they don't seem to be able to scratch, to find that they have got something yearning on the inside, and you always feel like there's a little bit more to you than meets the eye. This sermon is for those of you uh, who, who have been in a state of complacency, a state of just getting through, but something in you is tugging you, is pushing you to tell you that there's more that you have to give this world than what you're giving right now. I've come by to let you know you've got royalty inside your DNA. And one of the first things I believe you've got to understand is that royalty doesn't belong among the baggage. That's right, royalty does not belong among the baggage. There's a lesson I learned from someone else who was royal uh, by the name of Prince Hakeem. Uh, Prince Hakeem, you all know, in coming to America, the first one, uh, Prince Hakeem and Simi uh, made their uh, sojourn to the United States, and they made their sojourn to the United States, and, and, and here you have them in the airport, and what I realized was that there was never a scene in baggage claim. Uh, be, the only scene you see uh, of Prince Hakeem and Simi is them walking through the airport uh, with uh, the baggage handlers behind them handling their bags. Uh, why? Because royalty doesn't belong in baggage claim. And, and somebody here, I've uh, come by because uh, when, when you look at your life, you've been stuck in baggage claim. Uh, you've been stuck holding on to baggage you should have let go of a long time ago. If you look at our scripture, what you will find is Samuel is sitting there and he is with the children of Israel. He has all the tribes together. God told him, bring everybody together. All of Israel has come together and God is identifying for them who is going to be the king. 
Uh, God has him call out the tribe of Benjamin, and the tribe of Benjamin comes out. God uh, then has him come clan by clan and pulls out the clan of Matri, and then God uh, ends up uh, uh, getting a Kish and, and, and gets his son and says it's going to be Saul, the son of Kish. He's going to be the king. Everybody's looking up for Saul. They're excited to be able to see who the new king is, and Saul does not step forward. Uh, everybody's like, hey, where's Saul at? We don't see Saul. They say, God, did Saul come yet? And, and God said, yes, Saul is here, but he's hiding among the baggage. And I'm telling you, it's a horrible thing when royalty is hiding among the baggage. It's a horrible thing when God is calling you to a purpose, to a destiny. It's calling you to be something much more than you are right now. And you keep hiding among the baggage. Here you have Saul, that God, I'm talking about the creator of the heavens and the earth. I'm talking about God. I'm talking about God, y'all. God is telling Saul, you're going to be king. And Saul is so shook that Saul is hiding among the bags. Now, don't be too hard on Saul, because the fact of the matter is, if you're honest with yourself, you've been spent some time hiding among the baggage yourself. Reverend, what baggage are you talking about? I don't be in no baggage claim. Hiding among the baggage of your former relationships that you haven't got over yet. Hiding among the baggage of, of what was said to you when you were six and seven years old by mean-spirited bullies. Hiding among the baggage of, of, of what your family has never gotten through or gotten over. Hiding among the baggage telling me, well, that's just the way we are. We just hot-blooded. Hiding among the baggage of, of, of where you grew up. Hiding among the baggage of, of what you haven't gotten over yet. You've been hiding among the baggage. The world has yet to see uh, the royalty that's in you. The world has yet to be able to see the fullness and the greatness that God has to be able to be brought forth through you. That The world has yet to be able to see the fullness that God is trying uh, to use you for because you've been hiding among the baggage. Uh, but I've come by uh, this Sunday morning to let you know that royalty does not belong in baggage claim. Or oh, some stuff, you just got to let that stuff go. It's, it's time for you uh, to let it go and let God get to working on the inside of you because royalty does not belong in baggage claim. But the second thing I want you to understand is that royalty has to make a decision about the kind of royalty it's going to be. Uh, uh, well, one of the things that is interesting to me when you look at, at this whole story and if you look at the span of the history of the children of Israel is here you have Saul as the first king and now you have Jesus who um, is, is, is sitting there and they're calling him out as to be uh, the, the, the king of the Jews. And between Jesus and Saul, you find 42 different kings. And the fact of the matter is that each of those kings had to decide what kind of king they were going to be. Some of those kings were good kings, and some of those kings were bad kings, and some of those kings uh, were God-fearing kings, and some of those kings were evil kings, and some of those kings uh, served the people, and some of those kings served themselves. But you've got to make a decision when you understand you've got royalty in your DNA uh, about the kind of person you're going to be, the kind of leader you're going to be. Uh, are you going to be self-serving or are you going to serve God? Uh, are, are you going to serve uh, just your whims or are you going to be a blessing to the people? Uh, that what 
kind? Are you going to be a person of integrity or are you going to be a person who's always lying? Are you going to be a person who's always backbiting and conniving? Or are you going to be a person who's always trying to help somebody out and be a blessing? At some point, you've got to make a decision about what you're going to do with all that God has given you. That God has given you so much. God has given you so much talent. God has given you so much gifting. God has given you so much anointing. But you've got to make the decision. Are you going to use it for God or are you going to use it for yourself? Are you going to use it uh, to bless the people or are you going to use it uh, to keep on blessing yourself? At some point, you've got to make a decision. And I've come by to let you know uh, that as for me and my house, my God, Jesus, we're going to serve the Lord. I've come by to let you know that when you make a decision to serve God, uh, then God can do so much more in you, through you, and for you than you've ever dreamt of or imagined. But you've got to make a decision. One of the worst things in the world is a wishy-washy leader. Uh, that's what got Saul in trouble. That when you look at Saul, uh, the Saul was supposed to be this wonderful king, but Saul ended up having his anointing taken from him, and God gave the kingship to David. Why did God do it? Because there were things that Saul was supposed to do that God had told Saul to do that Saul did different. And at the end of the day, Saul said that I did it because I was scared of the people. That there's a horrible thing to be a wishy-washy leader, a horrible thing to not be able to, how are you going to be scared of the people when the very God that created the people is telling you what to do? But you're more scared of what somebody will say about you, about somebody going to act towards you, if they're going to like you or not. When very God of all creation is telling you that I've got a standard for your life and I want you to live this way and I want you to do this way and I want you to act this way and I want you to treat people this way, but you'll sit there and be fickle and be fake and be phony because you're more worried about trying to impress people who don't even like you. But you've got to get to the place in your life in which you're deciding that for God I live, my God Jesus, and for God I die. The third thing, and I'm up out of here, Community of Hope, is you've got to understand that royalty understands that sometimes they're carried and sometimes they do the carrying. Sometimes they're carried and sometimes they do the caring. One of the things that when you look at Jesus is that Jesus understood very well. Uh, Jesus understood very well that there was a price of leadership. There was a price of royalty. That, that he understood that there was something special about him. He understood that God was doing a work in him. And he understood that he had a purpose to be able to be fulfilled. And so here you have him coming into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday. And, and they found a coat for him to ride on. He's riding on this coat. And he's riding into Jerusalem. He's being carried into Jerusalem by this coat. And folks are laying their coats and laying palm branches on the ground. And, and it is symbolizing the triumphal entry of a great king. And they're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is the king of the Jews. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Here you have this tremendous scene, uh, but you've got to understand that wasn't the fullness of Jesus' week. Uh, you've got to understand that Jesus understood that even though I may have this cult carrying me on this day, uh, that by the end of the week, I've got something I'm going to be carrying as well. Uh, you've got to understand, any great leader understands, uh, that sometimes you're car being carried, but at other times you're doing the carrying. Uh, that Jesus on uh, one day was being carried by a cult, but on the next day, but, uh, but by the end of the week, he was being, he was carrying his own cross. 
Somebody here today, one of the things that is messing up your mind is you believe you got royalty in your DNA, but you don't understand your situation because your situation does not seem to correspond with the royalty that's on the inside of you. But that's because you've got the false assumption that royalty is always carried. You've got the false assumption that to be a leader means that you're always ahead, you're always in the front, you're always got things going on for you, that God is always opening up doors, that God is always making ways. Sometimes you're carried, but sometimes you've got a cross to carry. And I've come by to tell somebody that I know you may be carrying your cross, uh, but it's all right. I, I know it may be a rough season, but I've come by to let you know it's going to be all right. I, I know that it may be a season of some suffering, but I've come by to let you know you're going to get through to the other side. How do I know? Because if I look at Jesus, I realize his whole week didn't stop on Friday, uh, but he was able to get to Sunday. And I know Sunday is next week and I know it's on Easter, but I've come by to let you know that there's royalty on the inside of you. And because there's royalty on the inside of you, uh, that you don't have to worry about the kind of king that Saul was. You don't have to worry about the kind of king that David was, but you've got to worry about the fact that Jesus came to be what? The king of kings and the Lord of lords. And because he's the king of kings and because he's the Lord of lords, then it means he's the king over you and he's the Lord over your life. And when you walk in the power of understanding that Jesus came to do everything that he did for you, or when you walk in the power of understanding that every step that he made, that every move that he took, that every nail that he took, that the piercing in the side that he took, that he did it just for you. Uh, somebody need to type in the chat just for me. That in the midst of all that I am, in the midst of all that I'm not, he did it just for me. Because he knew that I would need some power. He knew that I would need a savior. He knew that I would need somebody to help me to be able to tap into what God is doing on the inside of me. And I can't do this on my own. I can't raise these children by myself. I can't handle uh, this workload by myself. I can't uh, uh, get this prosperity by myself, that, that I can't deal with this sickness by myself, I can't deal with this grief by myself, but I'm so glad that there's somebody in this with you to show you how royalty acts, to show you how royalty moves, to show you how royalty navigates it, and to show you the power that you can walk in, and his name is Jesus. And if you understand that, the King of Kings wants to show you there's royalty in you. Look, y'all, we say this every Sunday at Community of Hope that we're the community of hope where everyone has a chance. We don't care who you are, what you've done, or who you did it with. We don't care if you did it last night or woke up doing it this morning. But we believe that when you get connected with us, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to be. I, I know your life doesn't look like it right now. But there's royalty in you. And we've come by to help you become the king, the queen that God has called you to be. Today, if you want to give your life to Christ, today if you realize, you know what? I need to get connected to that kind of a Christ, to that kind of a Jesus. The Bible says that you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Today we want to give you that opportunity. If you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, today is your day. We want to give you that choice. Won't you make that decision? Make the decision of which way you're going to go.
Make the decision to give your heart to him. You may already be saved, but you need a church home. You need to get connected. I know we're all virtual, but I promise you, we'll be a great, faithful, responsible church to you, even virtually. Today is your day. Or you just may want to rededicate your faith or just want prayer. That whatever it is, we want to get connected to you. So my brothers and my sisters today, uh, there's a, if you're in the chat, uh, you can be able to just click the link in the chat. We want to get connected with you. If you're deciding to give your life to Christ or to make this your church home or to rededicate your faith or for prayer, just click that link right there. If you're not in the chat or you want to be able to connect another way, we've got this. Uh, just text the word Hope Decision, one word, to the number 474747. Text Hope Decision to 474747. A link will come to your phone and you can fill out a form right there. We want to get connected with you. Now, if you've never accepted Christ and you want to give your life to him today, I want to pray with you. I, I want you to repeat a prayer after me. It'll be my words but your faith. Won't you join me? Come on, right now. Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart and be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you've called me to be. So today, I thank you that I'm saved. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Come on, if you prayed that prayer, text Hope Decision to 474747 and let us know what decision you made for the Lord. We want to be connected to you. COH fam, what a wonderful day. Look, you still got a chance to get by Iverson Mall and pick up some palms. Uh, it starts at 10 o'clock, and so come on by. If you're watching it at the 8 o'clock service,